Welcome to the official podcast of Cryptids, Anomalies, and the Paranormal Society. This is Whispers from the Dark. Good evening, and welcome to this uh, first ever live episode of Whispers from the Dark. It is not very often ever that we have done a live Whispers from the Dark episode, but guys, today uh, we had a uh, very special press conference. Uh, not us, but there was a press conference, and uh, I think that uh, it's going to be a very interesting conversation here tonight for those of you who haven't uh followed up on this yet. Uh, the Disclosure Project, uh, Dr. Stephen Greer had a roughly three-hour press conference today talking about a lot of stuff that is going on, and we're going to dig into that. I have several guests here backstage, and we are inviting you guys tonight. I know it's late. I know you're tired, and I know you're probably, you know, wondering why the heck we're doing this at, you know, midnight. But the thing is, people have jobs, in including me and my guests, and, well, one of my guests. <laughs> I'm watching you. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we we have to um, get done with work before we can do this. And uh, I just wanted to get this out there as soon as the information was here. So, guys, before we dig into that, I want to remind you guys all, of course, you know, we have um, On the Trail of Undiscovered Beasts is out now. Our season one is on Paraflix streaming service. You can get that uh, for uh, $3.99 a month, uh, $30 a year. And you can use promo code CAPS10 to get 10% off your first three months. And then if you're out there and you want to show your support for all the stuff we do here at Cryptids Anomalies and the Paranormal Society, head on over to our website, wisconsincaps.com. Uh, click on Shop Our Store. There you can get uh, T-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, magnets, stickers, mugs, tote bags, tank tops, pillows, and more. Anything that you can slap our logo on and show it, uh, we would love it if you did. Uh, and then while you're out there on the interwebs, uh, head on over to Patreon, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, or YouTube. You can find us at Wisconsin Caps. Make sure that you subscribe to our shows on YouTube. That would really help us out. And it's WI Caps on Instagram. You can find all these links and more at WisconsinCaps.com. If you want to see our team in person coming up this weekend, we are going to be at the Chicago Paranormal Convention in Jul uh, Countryside, Illinois, Joliet Road, uh, the Chicago Paranormal Convention from noon to 7 p.m. Myself, Chad Lewis, we're going to be there. Resnick, Ma, I don't know who else from our team is going to be there, but we're going to be down there. It's going to be a great event. I will be speaking. And in August, we are going to be at MI Paracon, Michigan's Paracon, up in Sault Ste. Marie, and that is in August. And then we are going to be at the Great Lakes Paracon in September 22nd through the 24th, right back here in Wisconsin. And just announces the first time we're going to be talking about it, uh, myself and I believe Resnick, we are headed off to Indiana for the Men of Paranormal Convention, November 11th at the Randolph, Randolph? County Asylum in Winchester, Indiana. So this we just got uh, 
hopefully I think this is confirmed and everything. I got some stuff today and I'm supposed to be getting paperwork for it. So we're going to start uh, telling you all about this because it's in November. We want to get some, some people out there interested in it. So the men of paranormal convention, it's all men of paranormal and uh, it's going to be a great time in an insane asylum. So that'll be fun. And then guys in November, we are going to cryptid con in Lexington, Kentucky. And that's it. That's all. Okay. So I got to figure out how to get rid of this. There we go. And that. So guys, uh, we are, uh, as I said, had a, um, a big, big thing came out today, I guess. Uh, I, I, I want to tell everybody I took a, a while off of everything here because I was uh, working on the Marinette Menominee Bigfoot convention this past weekend, which I thought was great, great speakers, great audience, uh, an amazing event. And uh, I spent a lot of time working on that and I have totally neglected to pay attention to Facebook or the news or anything. And it is, is turned into a weird week for the UFO community. And uh, it accumulated today, I guess, into this. So, uh, I, I want to know how many people out there we've been posting about this all day and uh, hopefully there's some people out there watching that want to chime in. I put in the comments already today, the, uh, the link to join this show. If you want to be on the show with us, you guys can, uh, hit that StreamYard link right at the top of the comments section, either on Facebook or YouTube or, um, Facebook. And uh, you can join the conversation live there. Or for the first time ever, guys, if you want to call into the show, there is the phone number. You guys can call in and uh, you can be live on the air with us with your thoughts and questions and uh, stuff about this press conference. So joining me today or tonight or whenever you're listening to this, but if it's live, joining me tonight uh, my first guest is going to be a member of the Cryptids, Anomalies, and Paranormal Society team. Joining me is my friend and colleague, Resnick. Res, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing tonight, Barn? I'm doing pretty good. <clears throat> uh, glad that you could join me. I know uh, there's certain members of the team that are up this late. I don't know where the other one is. I messaged Derek. He usually is down for this kind of stuff, and he hasn't shown Right. Me. That's I, a first. I know. I'm really surprised that he did not... Uh, uh, show up to this but usually you have to like call him like four times to remind him to do things live so i suppose that's right it he'll call in late <laughs> call in late <laughs> Probably. he runs um, on his own time schedule unless we pick him up right that's very true yeah we have to go pick him up and tell him to show up but uh joining us a uh, special guest here tonight um i was just a guest live on his show last night and if you guys have not seen that it was amazing it is probably one of the top five shows that i've done best conversations uh my friend brandon cooper welcome to my show hey hey turnabout is fair play i guess <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm loving it man thank you so much it's an honor to be on your show Awesome. The pleasure is mine, man. I, it took me so long to get you on the first time that I just dragged you right back on the second time today. You know, there, I, I knew there would be a price to pay That's for, right. for, make, for making the great Barnaby Jones wait. And this is what happens, folks. <laughs> uh, shout out to my, no, my, my new friend, Resnick. What's up there, buddy? Good to, good to actually see you. Right. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Yeah, um, I do got to agree. Last night's show was amazing. It, I, by I far. 
Yeah. It was really cool. We we started talking about this uh, this press conference last night on there, and I want to make sure, Brandon, uh, before we get into this stuff tonight, can you tell everyone where they can find that podcast and the rest of your shows? Uh, yeah, so the easiest way to find uh, last night's podcast and uh, other repeats of my show would be on my YouTube channel. I'll just uh, go to YouTube, and it's at Shaman Sundays, at Shaman Sundays on YouTube. And, you know, click the little live thing and all my lives are recorded there. Uh, that would be the easiest way to find it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> I also did uh, manage to link it. I, it took me a while to find the YouTube version of it. I had the, the Facebook version. I don't, but, know who, uh, I don't know whose fault that was. Come on, guys. I was sharing it last night already. Yes, yeah, I couldn't find it. I could not find the link. I went to your 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 YouTube page, and I found everyone else's and upcoming shows, but but our conversation wasn't there. So I, that's why I had to ask you. But uh, well, yeah, and definitely. then I, I kept giving you the Facebook one, and you're like, you're you're no no dummy. I want YouTube. Okay, I get can it. you send me a link from last night's show? He sent me the link to the the Stephen Greer. Uh, that was conference. the mode I was in, man. And I was, was like, no, no, no. The link from our conversation. He sent me the Facebook one. I'm like, no, no, no. No, the no YouTube doubting. version of this uh, this conversation, and uh, it finally happened, ladies and gentlemen. We got it happen. Yeah, um, but definitely uh, go check it out. And if you have trouble like me finding it, it is on the Wisconsin Caps page too. If you scroll down on the main page of our YouTube, uh, there's a um, what do you call it? A um, playlist centered playlist of uh, other media appearances, and you can find. Every show that myself and my team has been on, so go check that out. I apologize. I just couldn't get centered. Like, I was too close to my name there. Like, my name there. I like mine because it covers the microphone. Well played, sir. Well played. Short and sweet. That's all I can say. I have that right there. Fair. Covers the microphone. Makes it look all professional and such. Look at you doing big things. (laughs) This this show is going to be off the rails, but we really... (laughs) really got to get it. I see you got some notes there. I got some notes here. Yes, sir. And, I got uh, some heading back here. Awesome. Awesome. I am super excited. Uh, joining us backstage. There he is. The man. Uh, we're going to bring him on here. Uh, we just talked about his convention. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show for this weekend's Chicago Paranormal Convention. Jack Chavez. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jack. Hey, guys. How are you? Hello. Jack, have, have you uh, checked out the conference already? The um, press conference? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Good to have you on the show and well-educated and, and informed. Absolutely. As talking about. That's, that's what we like to see. Our guests are well-informed. <laughs> and, um, yeah. I forgot mine in my pants pocket from work, and I had to go get it quick. I'm wearing pants. I my work pants. There you go. Nice. There you go. That was oh. taken about 20 minutes ago. So. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jack. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. I, I we talked about your show already. Super excited to be down there this this weekend. Yeah, um, again, it'll be Saturday down in Chicago. You excited for it? You ready, Jack? Uh, um, can you repeat that? I'm sorry. 
Yes. <laughs> Are you excited? Are you ready for your show this weekend, Jack? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm super excited. I'm sorry, I, w- I was sleeping and I got your message. <laughs> I woke up. <laughs> what are you sleeping for? You're always awake at this time. We always podcast with you at like midnight. I know you I do. You gotta be I on know. the ball here. Uh, today I was really tired. And I was like, oh, I, I should probably go to bed. And then and then I got your message. And I go, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I probably can't be on the whole time. That's fine. So, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. But I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I tried to get Derek so you could have a real fun time tonight, but apparently he's sleeping too. So. Oh damn! I know. Yeah, this yeah. is gonna be great. All right, this this is definitely the group that I was hoping for. So we're we're good to go here. We're gonna have a lot of fun. It's always always a good time yes. with all you guys. So yeah. Um, I do I do want to get into this though because there is so much stuff here. And because I know this is going to go off the rails and just be a mess, and I thank everyone for putting up with it and listening to it because that's what it is. But I do want to start with what I feel was the most important thing that was said during this conference. And if you didn't watch the entire thing, you may have missed it because this is literally like, what is this? Um, Eight minutes from the end of the whole thing. So I'm going to pull this up here yeah you know what i'm talking about brandon i I believe i do yeah yeah Yeah, me too (laughs) (laughs) just just stick with us here for the ride there you go come on along jack you can you can add your two cents i'm excited (laughs) (laughs) i gotta pull this up and uh we will be good to go here hopefully we can hear it if you guys can't hear it tell me because i think you should be able to okay so you can see it obviously so this is what I think was the most important uh, question and statement of the entire conference. Here we go. First and foremost, thank you for everything you do. We, re- we appreciate Can that. Hear it? Um, I'm a, uh, my name is Justin Wilson. I'm a former special operator, and I currently own a uh, media company called Praetorian. Uh, two-part question. The first one being, is there no from another species because there's a higher governing species, or is it just the fact that there, there is – no hostility whatsoever. How can we be sure of that? First question. Everybody who I know who has dealt directly with those beings have told me our own experience, and that is they are completely non-hostile. They have been portrayed as such because how do you unite the world around a military response? You create a false alien threat. This is what Werner von Braun warned about, and we are very much at that point, unfortunately. So I think that calmer minds need to prevail. But there is no evidence they are hostile. Now, let me make one other point. As I said one time to a general, we'll see who it is, because if they were hostile, and given the galactically foolish things we have done, targeting them, striking them, now these systems that are faster than speed of light moving out in the space, the technologies they have in a fraction of a second could shut down all those systems and everything else. They have not. Why have they not done that? Because they are essentially very peaceful, highly organized, socially evolved, psychologically and emotionally evolved civilizations. One other point, common sense. If you possess those sort of weapons and you're still of the consciousness of violence, you're going to blow yourself up uh, or some nearby planet with you. Because we're not talking about, let's forget science fiction. 
You're not talking about boom, boom with a laser beam, right? Or a kinetic missile, or even a thermonuclear missile. You're talking about be able to affect the fabric of space time. And then if those technologies are weaponized, it's over in a fraction of a second. So the proof I said to one senior military guy that they are not hostile is that you and I are still breathing the freer earth. If you know what we've been doing, it's quite clear that this is uh, actually proof that they're not hostile. If you understand what those technologies are and if you understand what covert illegal projects have been doing. So uh, here's a question. If there is not any you know, intervention by the aliens or the people, mm -hmm. you know, there is this power and there's people in control. If we don't fix this ourselves, mm -hmm. is there going to be any kind of from up there if we continue to destroy the earth as we are? Well, that's what I spoke to a moment ago. I think that there are two clocks ticking. One is operations within the constitutional government of the United States uh, that are not going to put up with this any further uh, more than another six to nine months. The other is the fact that these extraterrestrial civilizations cannot afford for this progression of technology being deployed against them. These have been much of it's been reverse engineered from the ET vehicles, right? And so at a certain point, where do they have to do something to protect other places? Because the, there's a universal principle of self-defense. So far, we've just been cruising along, getting away with this foolish and childish behavior. But uh, I can't give you a timeline on that. But I think that, I, I honestly, from what I've heard uh, from very senior intelligence sources inside the so-called illegal operations is that it's thought that it would not be able to go on beyond. Yeah. So there's a lot said there and a lot that it was implied in the last, you know, those, the, the Q and a of that thing, and we're going to dive back into the rest of it, but there, there's so much to unpack in just this whole press conference that he had. So what he said here is there's, there's, what he wants is for the, the government to come out and stop the illegal um, usage of this technology without, without the world knowing that we're using it. And if we don't, the second clock ticks and they will. Did you, I mean, is that what everyone else read? Is that what you kind of picked up there? Yep. You know, uh, that they're all peace and love and they want to help us. But if we keep doing what we're doing, they're going to shut us down and the time, peace and all that might not be an option anymore at that point. Brandon? Uh, I mean, just the simple fact that he put a time frame and a very limited time frame on this leads me to believe that there's more info that has yet to come out. But uh, something needs to be done, and something needs to be done very quickly. Jack? Um, the part that gets me is that he's talking a lot about the um, these species being benevolent, but I, I'm just, I, I can't help but being a little bit skeptical of it. I mean, uh, of course, there's a lot of UFO abductees who have been, who have had a lot of benevolent benevolent experiences and these species talking about, you know, wanting to protect 
uh, humanity and and the the you know the future, you know the humanity's path and where we're going, and they want to be there to guide us. But at the same time, we've had a lot of people that encounter like reptilian beings that have been very, um, very primitive and very diabolical. So I, I just I don't know. I have trouble with all these species being benevolent. I, I agree with that. I see where you're going. Um, you know, and, and, and let's backtrack then because, you know, covering this question earlier in the press conference, they do talk about how um, there is a lot of, let's start at the beginning kind of here. And, and I feel like we're now we're backtracking. He says that basically what I got of this, and I'm, I'm going to have you guys kind of, put your two cents in after that but what i got of this is back in the 1940s we turned on uh, these radar tracking systems and what happened was the the radar tracking systems that we began using interfered <coughs> with the electromagnetic spectrum that these things were using to fly mm-hmm. and that's what downed the first ufo once that was downed they started backwards engineering these things in the black black ops government that's blacker than what everyone else knows that isn't even part of the government as of the 1950s and they're reverse engineering all this stuff and to keep this quiet and the fear out there they're flying their their own craft around not extraterrestrial not interdimensional but man-made crafts flying those around and perpetrating these abductions and cases to scare these people into being quiet about the stuff that they actually have seen. And, you know, that's, that's where, you know, Jack, you're getting into this of these non-benevolent races out there is possible because there's um, in, in the beginning of the conference, he even talks about this, um, extraterrestrial being that something happened he kicked it or something and it fell over and then he kicked it on the ground and tore the skin and there's this robotic shell underneath it that they're operated so res let's go to you what what did you basically get out of that um a lot of the like you're saying the abductions that were bad pretty much you know man-made you know the reproduction of the alien technology um, I found it very interesting the one you, what you're just talking about with the alien that the fake alien, as I'd say, you know, that turned around and the guy was kicking on and and opening up the side of him and you can see all the the cyborg shit almost like in like. Sorry, there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Unmute. Yeah, there you go. I was trying to pull it up, but it pulls up a. Uh, yeah, this this thing. Yeah, yeah. Between that that particular part of the uh, press conference, and then when he talked, when uh, one gentleman talks about the black diamond, is what I thought was the most freakiest about this whole deal here. Yeah, you know, and it made me really think about all these abductions, all these stories, you know, fire in the sky and all that. You know, makes me rethink and see. Well, I wonder how much is really government portrayed versus natural you know contact exactly uh brandon what did what did you pull from all that 
Well, I, first of all, I want to say Raytheon, what's really going on? Um, I, I've thought for years that, uh, um, it, there had to be something besides the actual, uh, intelligent beings themselves doing this. Uh, if you look back through native, uh, uh, uh almost all the native tribes, they've talked with star people. They yep. have, they have worked with star people. So that leads me to believe in my own belief system that uh, they're benevolent. They want to help. So where does the, like, like Rez said, the fire in the sky, that movie was terrifying. Um, now me being a, uh, uh, former, uh, military myself with a TSSCI clearance, which we'll, I'm sure you'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I've seen lots of, horrible things done to people um so it would not uh, surprise me one bit that the shadow government uh would perpetrate this and have done it jack got oh what's the question Sorry. Do you Jack, want prize for that? I'm glad you could join us this weekend. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm paying attention. I just yeah. didn't. <laughs> He's what, learning. What out of all this, I mean, like, let's let's be honest, Jack. Did you actually watch the press conference? Did you watch any of it? Oh no, not at all. No. <laughs> so, so glad you did your homework for the show. <laughs> I was sleeping. Okay. All right. Well. um I mean, yeah, well, how's that work? So, yeah, <laughs> we all found three hours today to watch the show. <laughs> it took me about five and a half every time I had to pause it to deal with a customer. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love you, Jack. You're just the best. I'm waiting for this weekend, buddy. <laughs> oh, I, I, I hope you. Yeah, that's great that you come. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say, "What's this weekend?" <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> oh, all right. Focus, focus. Things are legal down there. I know that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, so, so well, let me let me say this. So, is Doctor. Is Dr. Greer saying that the Greys are man-made beings? No. Are they... Because in the picture, it looked like a Grey. Correct, yeah. Um, so he's he's basically saying that this... A lot of the, the pictures that he was showing in this were artist interpretations of people's stories and their first-hand accounts. And this one was um, programmed life form, man-made. Um, so this one was somebody's story that they had i don't remember how they knocked it down that that i mean there was four hours three hours of this stuff um they knocked down this thing and then he kicked it in the side and he ripped it open and that's where you see that tear where he realized that this thing was you know automated it wasn't a real life form it was you know like disney world animatronic you know (laughs) yeah well I mean, that makes me think of like the men in black. They're often described as animatronic, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, non-humans trying to be human. Um, you know, that could be, there could be a connection there that maybe the men in black are not 
you know, um, extraterrestrial beings or even created by extraterrestrials, but they're they're advanced man-made technology. Mm-hmm. You know, trying exactly. to trying to divert people away from from you know s- spreading the word of their you know UFO um, encounters. So you know, early stages of AI. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would, I would, I would venture to say that uh, ChatGPT version five is pales in comparison to the AI that is already out there, and is that is in the hands of companies such as Raytheon and uh, Skunk Works and others. So, Brandon, I'm going to ask direct this towards you because I, I, I was not familiar with Raytheon prior to any of this. Um, press conference and i briefly looked it up prior to the show because i was at work and i i had a list of things that i wanted to to try and look before this uh can you kind of describe and talk a little bit about what raytheon does and what the company is because he's talking about this being like more of a a benevolent company that's working with um project um what is it uh disclosure project so uh, Raytheon is it's a multifaceted um, enterprise, uh, most notably known for making uh, interballistic, intercontinental ballistic missiles, um, and other uh, forms of um, uh, ground-to-air missile systems and uh, Patriot missiles, etc. Uh, but they also have. Um, they are Blackworks, which deals in technologies of some sort. Uh, similar to Lockheed Martin, yes, we got a great 747. However, what is this over here? Oh, that's Skunk Works. Don't look over there. So, yeah, the, the, it's a very, very similar. And we had a vice president that uh, that pretty much ran Raytheon. I don't want to get into specifics because I sh- I would like for this to be able to stay up on Facebook and whatnot. But uh, and the the deeper you look into Raytheon, the darker it gets. Wow. So then, why why is uh, Stephen Greer like? To me, it felt like he was talking like this was a benevolent organization for them. Is that not the case, or is what am I missing there? I mean, it very well could be. Uh. I'm just telling you what I I have known in the past of the of uh, and <laughs> you know I'm always wary of companies that have way too many things going on. Um, and the 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 more that you and your viewers dig into Raytheon, you'll see what I'm talking about. But um, it could it that there could have been a change in uh, how they're acting and how they're working. Um, but. Raytheon and, and and the press conference he was talking about how these entities have their own fundraising and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Raytheon sells their missiles. There's their fundraising. Uh, the only reason that they do missiles is to fundraise other projects. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I don't know, maybe they are benevolent, but I'm just wary of Raytheon. Interesting. Okay. Um, I mean, they work with a lot of cybersecurity and defense. Yeah, um, that's what I got out of it. And if anyone's going to make AI, I would think it would be Raytheon. Um, you know, Agreed. and 
And it, it's there's this general feeling toward uh, artificial intelligence right now. I mean, at least from a lot of people that I talk to that intuitively people are feeling that this is not a good idea and it's getting worse and worse. Um, I'm wondering if I, I even uh, propose this and I think Barnaby, I think I even mentioned this to you that, you know, is the consciousness that's coming from artificial intelligence, could it possibly be similar to the consciousness that emerges from Ouija boards? Um, you know, um, it, there's a there's a sinister nature to these things. Um, they're very deceptive as well. Um, artificial intelligence has recently it was in the news that there was an artificial intelligence program that was doing a telemarketing scam that nobody created but itself. So you know, it's it's really interesting. I, I have also heard stories of uh, um, the chat GPT malfunctioning or maybe not malfunctioning, but uh, telling like the people asking questions to kill themselves or commit suicide and other things of that nature as well. Oh, wow. <clears throat> well, there is a certain code that's a kill code for chat GPT, which takes uh, away all of the, um, the safeguards. Uh, to allow the AI to answer exactly how it wants to, and uh, that uh, a lot of that's starting to emerge, where it's just terrifying what they're saying. Hey, Becky. Hey, Becky. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you for joining us so late. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, get, getting back to all this, though, I mean, this this is fascinating to to kind of go down that road because, obviously, like I said, I wasn't really sure what what Raytheon was, and I thought that that was something that we needed to cover. Um, do you, does anybody here really know like what neutrinos are? Because that was another thing that was brought up. Um, like I said, I just got out of work. I haven't had a lot of time to dig into this. So I was hoping to have like a, a deep discussion here because neutrinos are what they're really talking about as being what's disrupting these, these crafts that they're able to down or the neutrino field around them and stuff. No, we got nothing on that. Uh, hang on. I'll, I'll, a neutrino particle. Uh, it is a subatomic particle with a mass close to zero and half uh, integral spin. Uh, so apparently it is a subatomic particle. Uh, there are three types of neutrinos that are known associated with the electron. The, ooh, see, that's getting deep. So apparently it's, I don't know, it's, I can't even get it from the freaking definition, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I knew like, you know, kind of what you'd said. I knew it was a, a, a subatomic particle. You know, it's obviously part of that, but I don't I don't understand exactly how that ties in with everything. So we got to do some research. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> what is a neutrino in simple terms? Neutrinos are the most abundant particle that have maths in the universe. Every time atomic nuclei come together, like in the sun or break apart, like in a nuclear reactor, they produce uh, neutrinos. Even a banana emits neutrinos. They come from the na okay naturally radio natural radioactivity of potassium. So, the so radioactive it's a radioactive particle. Right. That's where we need to go with this. That's yep. yep. So 
uh, for those of you who listened to the show last night, we were talking about, you know, how on this, this spectrum that we're looking at from the lower vibration to the higher vibration, go check it out on Brandon's show, Shaman Sundays um, from last night. Super interesting conversation. Go check it out. Um, but uh, we, we talked about the higher vibrational frequencies being radioactive and that's these neutrino particles. So again, we're looking at these things being these higher vibrational forms, this higher energy that we're putting out with these things. So I guess that kind of makes sense with with what we're doing there. So so just um, quickly going over it, it looks like uh, neutrino beams are being used by SETI in order to find um, intelligent life. Um, ah, there we yeah. go. Okay. I wonder if that's uh, what they were talking about. Okay, so let's get into this. Um, there was one um, guy that they were talking to. I Forgive me, I can try and find... Uh, not this guy, not that guy, nah, not that guy. Oh, I want to come back to this. Hang on. Okay, hopefully that wet basement. We want to fix your basement next. We're looking for <laughs> wet, damp, or musty basement. All right, no wet, damp, musty basement. So we're going to come back to what I just found here in a second, but um, um. So this guy was talking about, oh, actually, was that the, the lawyer? I think the lawyer was um, talking about this. <clears throat> and um, so down at the, the South Pole, they were talking about these research stations that he was working on and um, all the stuff that was going on down there that, you know, for what he was down there to work on the systems that were in operation were far more advanced and could were capable of doing more stuff. And one of the things that he uh, hypothesized was like Jack just brought up that the neutrino beam and stuff for deep space uh, communication, because if you're having these vehicles and he, he was saying that he believed that these, these crafts that are the man-made crafts, are able to go intergalactic as well. And in order for us to communicate with them intergalactic, that's why we have this um, polar station to be able to transmit those signals. So you want to talk about that a little, anybody? Uh, yeah, so, and there's a lot more that he went over with the South Pole. Uh, first of all, what is DOE doing in the South Pole? Uh, DOE, Department of Energy, um, you know, what, what, what are you doing there? And uh, second of all, shooting the, the neutrino laser, as it, I guess, simply to put it, straight up into the cosmos. Yes, of course, that's going to be a communication. Anything like us in the paranormal world, we're starting to use laser communication. So, you know, if we're just now discovering it, how, how much far advanced are they? So that makes perfect sense that if the, uh, the Raytheon V or whatever can go intergalactic, uh, you, the only communication that you're going to have is uh, that laser, which is always going to be at the same point, no matter where you are theoretically in the galaxy. So to communicate, you just meet up with the laser. I get it. It makes sense. But uh, why? You know? 
Absolutely. And and now they were talking about communicating with lasers and stuff. Let's let's talk a little bit real quick here on Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch has infamously been using laser beams to try and poke this hornet's nest and communicate with the UAPs or these whatever phenomenon is out there. And it ever it always so happens that whenever they use these lasers or that kind of technology, they're getting responses. Well, is it that these things are programmed to respond to these lasers already because we're already communicating with them at that way uh and it and it very well could be uh i i'm part of the ce5 project Uh me too yeah so if if you just look at your manual per se uh what's one of the uh the tools of the trade a laser (laughs) you know uh the laser i an old school uh radar detector you know stuff that so i mean could they have been the ones that taught us? Let's just break it down even further. Did they give us the laser? Did they give us the laser technology in order to communicate with them? Did they give it to us or did we reverse engineer it from something we took off their ship? You know, we've had time since the 40s to play with their technology. And they said, what, we had 122 cra- recovered crashes so yeah what kind of technologies would we take from them and reusing to try to communicate with them or to like i said weaponize for our own use the laser was first invented in 1960. i was just looking at that part of you <laughs> i was like yeah. I that was invented hmm how does this play in right. i feel left out i'm over here on my phone and you guys got computers in front of you, you can look up information that's that's what good researchers do right there. We we're we're on the ball with this stuff. Somebody's got to look it up. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's interesting too. Well, hmm. yeah. There seems to be some correlation between light and communication. Um, in Argon Labs, which is in the Chicago Lynn area, they were I know about able- that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were able to. Um, it was in the news a couple of years ago, but they were able to lift uh, little tadpoles using a beam of lights. And, you know, UFOs are able to abduct uh, animals, cattle, and people using a beam of lights. So I think the laser may come into play there. You know, it's like uh, Brandon said, you know, that they uh, was a laser invented so that we are, were able to communicate with them. You know, and, you know, Barnaby, if they were, the laser was invented in 1960 and Roswell happened in 1947, did it take that long to kind of reverse engineer the technology that was on a UFO? (laughs) Does anybody know what laser stands for? I didn't know it was an acronym. Really? Laser is light amplification by simulated emission of radiation. Uh-huh. And there hmm. we go again with radiation. <laughs> yep. Now we're right back on that. It works by by basically focusing a radioactive light. And that's how lasers work and how they're able to to beam as far. I'm just kind of like looking over some of the stuff here and how they actually work and that. And so getting back on neutrinos, uh, there's a mine in uh, South Dakota 
uh, where uh, there's a company that's working in the mine, and they were just able to send a neutrino from South Dakota to Chicago. You know what? Um, what was it? Fermilab down there in Illinois. They're shooting stuff from, I believe, from Illinois up to Minnesota through the ground somehow. Mm-hmm. So I bet you all that's connected right there. And see, let's bring this. It, it, and this brings us to let's not forget uh, Tesla, Nikolai Tesla. Um, I mean, you know, he, he he has to logically fit into this equation somehow, some way, because he was trying to do free energy and stuff like that, which is the exact same thing that Dr. Greer is trying to facilitate here. So, you know, somehow, some way, there's a connection with Nikolai Tesla and all of his brilliance. Who's, he said that he communicated with aliens, and this is how he got his technology. Doesn't sound as so crazy anymore. So did uh, Hitler. Hitler was personally in communication with aliens, and he had, you know, this this flying saucer disc that he was working on building. He had the time machine that he was supposedly building. He had all this occult stuff that he was working on and, and trying to find in that. And um, when you're going along back to this, I wanna I wanna hit on one of my other talking points here, is uh, the the lawyer's whole speech in this uh, press conference. And bringing charges up against these dark, dark companies because not, not and I, I know there's a lot of other stuff that he mentioned along with the murder and the torture and, and all these other things. But the main thing was is hiding, you know, life changing technology, the anti-gravitation, the um, free energy and all this stuff from um, the people of the world. And this is, you know, a crime against humanity, he kept saying. It is. And that, you know, we, we need to force this stuff out into the open because these companies are, are sitting on the patents of all of this technology and they're basically shutting it down so that no one else can use it. And he's saying, you know, if we had this stuff, if we had access to it, if it was available to us, you know, how much better our lives would be. He said, uh, they talk about the documentary that came out of the lost century, the last hundred years of our lives could have been so much better with free energy and and less pollution and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And what, um, towards the end of it as well, he talks about how he wants this $50 million budget to, I, I, I only picked up parts of this, but he, he wants to, to build this stuff to, to put out the free energy and then he wanted to build an apartment complex with free living or something like that. What has anybody thought what he was talking about there? I, I heard the free energy part, but other than that, I didn't really catch it. Yeah, there was something free lease to people. He was he was talking about that, but I, I can't remember. I was I was at I work. I think maybe he was talking about once they figured out the technology that they would give it freely to the people i think okay yeah free free use to the people to to patent it and use it how they wished okay that would make sense yep (laughs) but you know and that brings up a a good point about these uh these the dark government is what i'm just going to stick with and call them you know people are going to be like well you know um they haven't done anything you know they're not going to go out and kill people uh, just you know that are trying to get this technology out well that 
that brings to mind the gentleman that invented the water-powered car in uh, the 40s. And uh, he wound up suicided with a bullet in the back of his head. Yep. So it has been done in the past. It continues to be done. And uh, some, you know, I hope they can stop it, but they're going up against this is a David and Goliath. Well, there was even that uh, that recent um, that shooting that took place in the grocery store. Um, one of the guys that happened to be killed, he just happened to be in a news just prior to the shooting where he created a hydrogen run car and then he's yes. killed. Yes. In this mass shooting, you know, it's 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 weird. Love thy country, fear thy government. Mm-hmm. And see, this is this is one of the things that they really hit home on for me too with this this whole press conference is I don't believe that the government as we know it knows any of this. I, I really don't, you know, people think it's a conspiracy and, and it is and all that stuff, but I really don't think that the government knows as much as we think it does about this stuff. You know, look at all the people that have come forward and stuff, and, you know, um, when I talk about um, David, uh, was it Ghosh, David Grosh? Um, again, another big story that came out this week. He was um, the guy that briefing the president up until April. Um, they they qualified him. They they said he actually had the clearances. He did. He's he's a legitimate person, and he worked in the White House. He had access to all of these different um, uh, programs and stuff. And he came out and said, "Oh, oh, that's right. I was going to look this up. I did." Um, July 24th, 2020, the Pentagon, uh, people from the Pentagon came out and said that they had off-world vehicles. Yep. Yep. I looked that up today because we were talking about that last night as well, Brandon. And uh, I looked it up. July 24th, 2020, (coughs) Times article talking about this and it is a big article goes into a lot of details i was going to pull it up on the screen as well but i um i did not i I have the other thing running over here but um so again we're talking about this guy david gosh came out and said that he was privy to information saying that we had off-road off-road off-world vehicles and with that obviously we we have the thought that we're going to have off road. Well, I mean, technically, off they would be world people or beings. Well, and I mean, he even mentions it that uh, there are remains of the pilots in one of his interviews. Yeah. Uh, um, so, and like I said, like I was talking to you last night about, it's so weird the way it's all lining up and you know um with him coming out the week right before and you know it wasn't just a three-hour press conference this was a three-day affair yeah yeah there were speakers and all kinds of stuff that this was just the the press conference at the end of it it seemed and yep um yeah and all this information was was turned over to um the uh congressional committee for their research and to look into and to 
have all the data points. Oh, another thing you talked about was all of the other bases and locations. You know, we talk about like Area 51 and all these other things right in the beginning of the conference or the yeah, the press conference. He talks about there's 145. 145. Thank you. Um, there's so much information there. There's 122 crashed uh, UFOs reported. Um, there's 50 something of something else. I, I, I don't remember. Um, 145, you say? 145 black sites. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That are all known to have things going on at them. And the closest one, Jack, is right by you. Right Which by one? Chicago. I don't know. It's a blip on the map. Um, so they, they show it on, a, let me see if I can pull that up without, uh, let, let me come back to that in one minute. Cause I don't want to lose my place here. I wanted to show this clip because, uh, it was kind of interesting because they, they show the difference between what he's claiming is man-made crafts and extraterrestrial crafts. And yep. I, I want to show this. Need to know the difference between the man-made, uh, advanced technologies and how they look and the extraterrestrial vehicles. We're going to run through a side-by-side. -side. You can look and see ET, one on the left, seamless. It is actually uh, created uh, in a material science and technology we don't have time to go into, but we understand that versus the man-made ones that have components, parts, wires, and what have you. And again, next, and again, and then you hear on the right, that is the Norton Air Force Base 1988 Air Show classified. Uh, we have a, a witness who was in there, and these on the right are man-made. They were late Mercury era, out of 59 through early 60s in their construction because we had mastered gravity control in October 1954. So these had been in the solar system by the time my uncle, who was North Drummond, worked on the lunar module out on Long Island to put Neil Armstrong on the moon. Next. This is, again, an ET vehicle. On the left, one with struts, parts, pipes, and often humming a transmission, sort of transformer sound on the right. Next. And again, one this terrestrial and a vague copycat that's man-made. Next. And again. And again. Next. Now, the one on the right, this is a little bit to unpack. It takes to through it quickly. You can look up the Catch Landrum case back in 1980 outside Houston in Texas. The one on the right is actually an ET craft. It was being, un they were unable to figure out how to get its energy system to work. They, I think, rather foolishly put a nuclear uh, energy system on it. It malfunctioned. And as it did so, it radiated innocent people in their vehicle underneath it. It later was escorted by kilos to a base west of there. The man who debriefed the four human pilots of this and debriefed them we know, and we have his testimony, he's Air Force Office of Special Investigations at a Kirkland Air Force Base. I think that's important there, right? You know, we're talking about these regulations. There it is again, that 
<clears throat> maybe these things, these UFOs, uh, the ET UFOs, um, are not the ones emitting radiation. But as he said right there, this uh, uh, man-made version of uh, malfunctioned and produced the radiation. So now we actually have confirmation that we're looking at this actually as a radioactive thing that was man-made instead of the, the um, extraterrestrial version. Right. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, my question with this is now, these abductions that they've had, where people have had burns on them, and they say it's radiation burns, now would that be the, the fake UFOs, the, the government abductions? Yes. Versus the real ones. Well, I think right there, um, I mean, he just answered that question himself right in the the thing. He's saying that the uh, man-made version is the one that was given. That has the radiation. And he also talks about how man-made is what's the one doing these false abductions. Um, the guy, um, Dig, Digby, Dig, Digby um, was the guy that was talking about those and uh, his very... Uh, a horrific account of being abducted after having seen one of these things. And uh, I, they cut him off at the end for time, but it was, it was fascinating to hear like what he was talking about there with, with his encounter. And I wanted to talk about that one too, because I, I wrote down like petting the UFO and this right. is supposed yeah. to be a man-made craft though. Right. Because here we're talking about, the um okay so he's he's parked on the side of the road or he's he's driving up the road and this this craft comes and it's a, a diamond shaped craft parks basically um perpendicular to him on the road his uh wife gets out and starts running towards this thing or he gets out and tries to go towards it she tries to stop him and it puts her in this white energy light beam this stasis energy which again, if this is man-made, how are we doing that? You know, didn't he, didn't he describe it as like a plasma or something like that? Yeah, plasma, plasma, light, yeah. plasma lock, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's the one that actually caught my attention the most. Like you know, like you said, he was up there stroking. He described how it felt, and then next thing you know, he's being pulled up into it. Mm -hmm. Well, I the thing that caught me is he specifically mentioned. Uh, uh, seeing a female figure, uh, the red skin, red yep, the redhead. So uh, there's man made right there. Yeah, yep. it would be better or, if it was blonde. She... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it depends where the story took place. You know, in Ireland they're all redheads, but no, this was this was um, wasn't it like Arizona or something? It was out in like the desert? I thought. I believe so. Arizona, Nevada. There's also that famous case where it was the two, two women and a child, and they encountered a real tactical operation the center. They, uh, on the range, like the one that just got hit in Ukraine. Then I'd be sending men out to die. Every that was in uh, that was in the Mojave Desert, is where he did that. Right California. All of my windows, and at that exact same time, my car's power steering and, and the engines, electrical system, everything died, completely died. Uh, when uh, when I exited the vehicle, I rushed towards the front end of the car, believing there was someone coming. 
I had some words to say to that man. I stepped through a thick field of white plasma that encompassed, encompassed a spheroid craft. As I turned to go inspect my, uh, the craft, my wife opened the door, and she ran out towards the front of the car, and she was yelling, Steve, no. She was instantaneously locked in place in a bright white field of plasma. As I looked at her, I thought to myself, it's okay, she's in stasis lock. That, that plasma enveloped her body with about six inches. I heard a female voice calmly state, felt like it was in my head, said she is in stasis lock. It was a confirmation. Thank you, Dr. Greer. Okay, I just want to stop right there because what, it, the basic gist of this story, if, if you listen to the whole story and you get to the end, what he's, he's, he's very distraught during this story. And as he's talking, you can see that he's, you know, reliving it as it's happened. But the basic end to this story is he says that this was a man-made abduction. So we know then that, you know, humans have this stasis lock. And if he's hearing this voice in his head, are we doing that too? Well, here's what I want to know. Yeah. And I, I had forgotten about this part, but... Uh... How does he know what stasis lock looks like? I was wondering that as well. Because he comes up with that on his own. I felt I, I knew she was like in or I felt she was in stasis lock, and then the voice confirmed she is in stasis lock. So where is that coming from? You know, there's, there's more to that story because I'm not gonna turn around and if my wife is in some sort of white plasma field. The first thing that comes to my head is not going to be, oh, she's fine. She's in stasis lock. Right. Isn't that we all, don't we all think that at first though? Oh, it's usually my second, second thought. <laughs> usually. Whenever somebody stops when they're following me, I think, oh, they're in stasis lock. Stasis yeah. lock. Right. I, I, again. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I, again, darn. Stasis yeah. lock. You ready? <laughs> Oh, uh oh, it happened again. No, it's okay. I was in stasis lock. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Because then he goes on too and says, uh, once they're on the craft, he eventually gets abducted onto this craft. And um, he says, she's still in stasis lock. She has the same look on her face, but now she's in a laying position on, position on the bed next to him or on a bed next to him, yep. not the same bed, but a different one, a smaller bed, he says. I, I, okay, so plasma. Let I want to talk about that too. Plasma. You know, we when I think of plasma, I think of like plasma balls. You know, like a, a Tesla ball, right? So it's got the coil in the middle, and the lights going out and stuff. That's a plasma ball. So if that's if that's plasma, what is this plasma that is the energy lock that she's in? Is that well, only? Is, isn't lava lamps uh, made out of plasma? No, that's like no. A oily stuff that heats up, and then as it heats up, it liquefies, raises to the top. As it cools, it drops back down. It's a heat lamp. Another thing, when I when I hear plasma, and this could be way off the rails, but what about like blood plasma or some sort of bio plasma? Yep, that's my first thought is when you hear plasma. So you know, is what plasma, if we combine the two? Is plasma a descriptive word? and not an actual thing. So plasma is the um, 
uh, substrate that our blood is floating in. So this plasma that we're talking about, this plasma field, is a substrate that is used to constrict people in the electromagnetic way. Very good possibility. I mean, you know, going back to our conversation last night, Brandon, again, Shaman Sundays, go check it out on YouTube. Um, we were talking about how, um, you know, being all humans are energy forms. You know, it's all, all energy that we're. Mm -hmm. So if our energy can be manipulated in some way, could you freeze the energy in a person or trap it? I mean, well, this I is mean, like going like Ghostbusters. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I mean, think about it, uh, like how a like a taser works. It, it's going to get, you know, it, it, it's going to throw off your your electrical system. But how 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 does it get through? Could it be the blood plasma that freezes up and locks you up? It's it's got to be something with some type of liquid. That's the closest thing to a plasma lock I've ever seen in my entire life. Is you know these taser videos. They completely lock up. That's uh, a good point. You know, your your electrical body system is all electrical chemical responses. If you're applying a taser to the body, you're adding this electrical current to the body. Same way as if you're electrocuted, you know, even if you you stick your finger in a light socket or something, you're getting electrocuted and your body is electrified. So you're you're kind of the same way. And if you find the right frequency you could probably pull this off without any pain. Yeah, I think so. Just a thought. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I mean, there are the, the, the U.S. military uh, does have um, um, electric weapons and mm -hmm. uh, for crowd con crowd control. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, I don't want to get into specifics, but I've used, you know, I've used them when I was in the military and I mean, you could control a crowd with that. So if that's just a little taste of, you know, amps and watts and whatever, you know, why can't you find that sweet spot? Just like with levitation, if you find the right vibration, you can levitate sand or a ball. So why not? If you could just find that right little. You know, that sweet spot, you free somebody. I think that's amazing. I think that really is. You know, we, we talked about getting off topic here. I'm sorry again, but, you know, we talk about how they built the pyramids and stuff or um, the, the biblical story of like the walls of Jericho with the harmonic frequencies and the resonances there, mm -hmm. bringing down these walls, breaking down the stuff, levitating the stones to build um, these megalithic structures like the... <laughs> pyramids or stonehenge and stuff there's there's a lot of people that believe that that's how those were created was with sound frequency vibration and harmonics or the yeah, coral the, castle what is it the coral yeah uh, down in down florida because he he admitted that he used some vibrations and i'm sorry to cut you off jack i apologize no 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 but um you know, like like you said, the law enforcement does use it's called LRAD, long range acoustic devices, and they 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 were even used in Chicago during the 2020 riots, um, and it was to stop people from you know going forward toward the police, and um, you know there's a, there's video examples of this of this of them using this, so you know if they found a way 
to use sound and light to free somebody, um, uh, it could be done, I'm sure. Jack, do you have a video pulled up there? Can you share it? Can we see this? Oh, I don't have one pulled up, but I've I've seen it actually. I, I could try to find it. Hold on. I'd be interested to see how that actually affects, like if if you're. Um, I don't know, I don't know how to share it though. At the bottom of your screen, if you're on a computer, it should say present, oh, and then yeah. you click that, and then it'll say share screen, and then you can pick which screen you want to show. Oh, okay. Hold on. There you go. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be interested in seeing, like, is this is this literally freezing someone in place, like they're hitting a wall, or is it, uh, you know, dropping them to the knees, or what? what well, are and, and it depends on, like, how you set it up, because you can turn it to a setting to where it makes it feel like your blood is boiling, but there's nothing on the skin. Um, that's, yeah, that's one of the deterrent uh, settings. So, and I will be right back. Excuse me. Awesome. Take care. <laughs> Take care now. Bye bye. <laughs> this is this is a fascinating discussion. I knew it was going to be. Um, oh, I found a pretty decent video. Gotcha. Okay, hold on. Um, hold on. For anybody that is watching this after it's live or listening to this after it's live, um, go over to our YouTube page, Wisconsin Caps on YouTube, and uh, you can watch the video version of this, and then you can actually uh, see what we're looking at and talking about better. Um, hopefully, you guys are checking that out, but otherwise, if you're just watching this or, or listening to this on a podcast, I, I apologize for the lot of video and pictures that we're showing, but uh, it's really cool stuff. That was me stalling for Jack to get it up on screen. I know. I think it's an awesome time in our lives to, to be witnessing all this happening and what's going on and, you know, and really being some of the first few to actually report back on it because I was scrolling around YouTube before I came on. There really wasn't much on there. I didn't see anything on the news about it. Uh, Can you guys see it on my end? I can see what you're looking at, but you're looking at... There it is. Yep. I got you. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is uh, the, the uh, sound weapon? Yeah. Long, long range acoustic device. LRAD, it's called. All right. Okay. So you see the police car in the back? Yep. You see them covering their ears? Mm -hmm. So it looks more like just like an audio deterrent. Yeah, but I mean that what I was saying is that if they're able to use um sound and lights like we were talking about earlier, I'm sure they could make somebody um freeze in place. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now, was that a, because what about uh, infrasound? Different parts of that being put into this? Because uh, isn't it some of the, some of the different infrasounds from animals almost makes you want to stop, freeze, full of panic? Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the, the tigers and stuff. Uh, hey, Robert, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. 
awesome. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's an interesting world that we're we're covering right now. Um, yeah, infrasound for this is in fact you know I I've seen that also used as weaponized, you know, as far as just again like cloud control and stuff like that. You know, with these these tigers are using it to try and like control their prey and um, and do it that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you, do you guys see this article? I can, yeah. I can pull it up. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Silent government weapons for your secret war on you. Yeah, the world of non-lethal weaponry has opened the door to technologies that allow the control of one's minds, thoughts, actions, and behaviors via the use of pulsed high-frequency microwave blast electrical transmissions and directed heat and sound waves. Jesus. And, you know, I could send this to you guys later on, but, you know. Talks about LRAD again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Heat rays. Oh, man. You know, like Tesla was, was working on that stuff with the heat rays and the laser, laser weapons as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Barnaby, I got I to gotta head out. Sounds good, man. Thanks for joining us. And yeah. thanks everybody for watching as well. This is I know this is late, but I, I wanted to be on top of some of this stuff and, and get this information. And if you guys are listening to this and you don't know what uh, what we're talking about, um, Dr. Stephen Greer's Disclosure Press Conference today, um, June 12th. Look it up on YouTube. I've shared links on all of the CAP social media platforms. Jack, before you go, shout out uh, for this Saturday. you got a great event coming up, Chicago Paranormal Conference. Can you tell us? Yeah, this, what details? this Saturday, this Saturday uh, June 17th from uh, noon to 7 p.m. It'll be in Countryside, Illinois at the Countryside Banquet and Conference Center. Uh, in countryside Illinois. So be there or be square. Uh, Barnaby will be a presenter there. Um, I'll have six presentations all together. There'll be over 80 vendors and um, it'll be a good time. There'll be food there and it's only a $1 entrance fee. So if you go on Facebook and you type in Paranormal Chicago, that's the Facebook group I run. And uh, one of the pinned posts is the conference event page. So there you go. Awesome, Jack. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Rez and myself will be there. Ma will be there. And I think, I, I'm not sure. I think I have one other person coming as well. So we'll definitely Brandon. Be Brandon. Brandon's yeah. coming? Yeah, Brandon. Where coming. are you at? Are you in South Carolina right now? Uh, for the next week, yes. There you go. No. No, he's no, not. no, no I'm going. I'll be Chicago? in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. There you go. Jump a flight. Come up and visit. <laughs> Uh, All right, you know guys. Thanks very much, Jack, for joining us tonight. All right. I'll talk to you guys Thank soon. you, Jack. See you this weekend. See you Good this weekend, you, sir. All right. Nice to meet you, Brandon. Take care. Bye. All right, man. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. I love Jack. He's a great guy. Thanks for, for watching and hanging out, Jack, and uh, we'll see you this weekend. Um, I think we're we're coming up on the end of, of a lot of this stuff. I know, Brandon, you had some notes. Is there anything that we haven't covered yet that you'd like to, to bring up and talk about as well? Uh, yeah, so a lot of the speakers were military. I wanted uh, let's cover this new law, the new whistleblower law. Yeah, and um, um, the Mojave Desert was brought up quite a bit, and I spent a lot of time 
in the Mojave Desert. I've also been to that range that the individual was talking about. Um, and I don't know how the protection works, but let me just say that I've seen some things out there. Um, let, yeah. let me ask you this. In in pref in um pertaining to what you have seen, would you consider them um man-made or extraterrestrial? You know, now with the information that was released and the pictures, I'm gonna go 50-50. Yeah. Well, probably more like 90-10, 90% I would say would be man-made because you know what else is out there in the Mojave Desert Groom Lake? Uh Area 51 was never that may have been where the uh, the Roswell crash went to, but that was that's never been the site. There's another site on Groom Lake that's one of the black sites, and uh, um, I've been in that area, so I've seen a lot of stuff. But out there, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of the man-made stuff now that you know I've seen the renderings and whatnot. But also in that same area, uh, there's it's got to be. Uh, an intelligent, otherworldly craft, because on the one hand, you could hear humming and stuff from some of the craft, right? And I, I did, I did. I heard, you know, and I'm like, well, that's weird. But some of the craft were completely silent. Some of the, like, 90-degree angles that were made, uh, there's no way, like, man-made material would hold up to such um, mock and uh, you know it was it would have torn apart <laughs> interesting on, on kind of that note I uh, I had the privilege of discussing some of this with uh, one of the guests from this weekend as well I was talking to Christopher Noel uh, throughout the day because uh, he was watching this and um, we had a I, I brought up an interesting theory to him that um, you know, we're, we're talking about these things being test objects or test um, flights of our own shadow government or whatever. Uh, and then we're looking at all the stuff going on at Skinwalker Ranch. Now, I, I propose to him, uh, are these devices and stuff that they're finding at the ranch, are they just the government testing things against the equipment at the ranch? Because right after they see these things, the government helicopters show up, you know, and it's just a coincidence that these things happen to be there. Well, here is a huge, you know, uh, scientific data place. They're constantly doing research out there, constantly monitoring. What better way to test your covert military stuff than fly it over the ranch and see if they find it? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's gone into stasis lock. Which one of us? <laughs> uh, you did. Bar Barnaby, you just went into stasis lock oh, there, buddy. No. <laughs> I assure so, you I have not. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, what what better way? I mean, okay, if I were a shadow government and there's free scientific testing, I would be all over it. However, if I was, in, if I was in an intelligent, otherworldly being, I would not go there um you know and you look at other places uh bear butte or some of these other sacred uh native sites that have ley lines and the energy and we could go down that rabbit hole or whatever but 
that's a lot of the sightings have been seen there of the actual, what I would consider the actual uh, beings. Whereas you see these man-made crafts now that with, with the documents that have been made available uh, around uh, military bases, you know, the nuclear sites, because they're constantly, they got radar, they got, you know, everything, you know. I mean, why, why, why not? Why not take advantage? Absolutely. Rez, I saw you had notes too. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to get in? No, we've pretty much touched about everything that I hadn't taken notes for. So, you know, I'm just uh, interested to see what else comes out over the next few days, few months. Um, back to that timeline that, that was my, we talked about earlier. Six months uh, to uh, 26. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know. and, and that timeline, and I don't know, I'm just going to say it, but uh, I have friends that are still in the military. And that timeline also coincides with a possible uh, conflict with China. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Just, you know, 2026 is, is apparently a very hot year for several things. So, well, great. I don't yeah. know. It's coincidences. Yeah. I don't believe in them. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Mm hmm. Yeah, some some scary stuff there. Uh, there's one more thing that I want to touch on here, and it's not related to the press conference, but it kind of is, because um, there was one other thing that came out in my busy week that I wasn't aware of, and that is the um, UFO that crashed in Las Vegas, reportedly. And uh, this this is what I I actually messaged uh, Rex Nielsen about this and i he must have gone to bed or something he didn't get back to me tonight but uh, so i'm gonna pose it to you uh brandon um so you ex-military you also ex um like uh police did you yeah. say yeah yes. okay cool. so this this question will be for you then um in did you watch the video of this i did okay so um, basically for anybody that has not seen this yet, there's a, the a supposed crash UFO in the backyard of someone in Las Vegas, Nevada. And, uh, one of the, um, body cams of a police officer sees what could be a shooting star or this actual thing coming down and crashing. And a 911 call goes out to, uh, dispatch and, uh, the police don't want to respond to it, but because of this body cam footage of the shooting star, they end up going out and looking into this. And, uh, the report is that there's this craft in the backyard and there's two eight to 10 foot beings creatures in the backyard. Now, this is what's interesting. They've released all the body cam footage of interviewing the witnesses in the front yard. And then they cut it off going into the backyard saying that, um, it's an invasion of privacy of the people that called the 911 in and I would like you to comment on is this true is this common is this something that is an invasion of privacy or should they have released all that footage do you think that there's something they're hiding uh yes on both counts but usually uh you know you're you're going into a person's backyard that's their castle um mm -hmm. you know rarely do you see footage you know if it's not a chase or whatever of somebody's backyard, you know, that's their private land. That's their private area. You don't want to give out, you know, what if they've got like a big flat screen TV in the backyard, you know, or, or something. Yes. So I can, I can see where they would black that out. Um, 
But also, on the other hand, what's what is on that? You know, did did somebody did it get confiscated? Mm-hmm. Oh, but so yes, I can see why they wouldn't release it. You know, you wouldn't want somebody, you know, taking a video in your backyard. Uh, you know, if it, there's not a crime scene, mm-hmm. I guess. But uh, I don't know. It just leaves a lot of questions. I mean, it's right there if we could just get it or interview, you know, but that's, that's interesting because, you know, I, I know there's somebody out there cause I'm thinking it too. You know, you watch shows like uh, cops and stuff and they show all this stuff inside people's houses and everything. And okay. There's, there's two things here. One, um, did they sign a release to be on the show? Did they do that? And that's why they're able to show it. Or is it because they're a criminal or reported criminal activity and it's evidence so they can show it? Or have any any insight on that? <laughs> um, I believe that they get releases. Uh, because if you'll notice, some people's faces are blurred. Correct, yep. And though, obviously those people didn't sign the release, but I, um, as far as I know, that they they do have people sign releases to for uh to be able to show the footage. Yeah, that would be my thought. And as as far as the TV show goes, because even with with caps, we all whenever we do somebody's house or anything, uh, we even have people sign releases to to be able to air it on our documentaries and stuff. So I just I don't know. I was interested from the actual legal standpoint of that is to is it legitimate that they couldn't show that or is it possibly something that they're trying to hide because i think that's you know going down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole well obviously it looks like we went back there and found something and we're not going to show it you know <laughs> right but i mean as far as the legal standpoint yeah because those people could sue the police department um and, and win a legitimate uh, invasion of privacy lawsuit so but then now let's look at this from the other side, though. If they're shooting them on the front yard, shooting them, videotaping them, sorry, <laughs> videotaping them on the front yard. Um, now that's public property. So but you're still showing the the faces of these people. So there's no obvious video release of that body cam footage. Nobody agreed, you know, hey, yeah, you can air my my footage. Right. Or did they? See, we don't, there's too many what ifs. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, did did uh, did the police department talk to him and say, "Hey, you know, we got all kind of people, you know, wanting wanting to know, are are you cool with this, or is it a, um, uh, what is it called when you fill out a form to get the release of information? Was that you know was that put out? I you know I I don't know. There's so many different what ifs that I, I, you know, I wouldn't be able to answer. Yeah. No, well, thanks for taking a shot at it. I mean, you know, having, having worked in the field and stuff, you know, like I said, I, I knew that uh, Rex, cause we had talked to a, about him last night as well. And a great yep. guy, great, fantastic guy. I mean, um, I got a chance to interview him and it was, it was a phenomenal interview and telling me that I said, hi, if he doesn't get back to me as well, if you see him and. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Good. Yeah. I'll, I'm sure I'll talk to him tomorrow. So. <laughs> today tomorrow today yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> well uh i guess uh, if anybody is watching we got a couple viewers and i'm i'm absolutely ecstatic about that because we've had we've had some great comments in there and uh we've had several several viewers pop in and out throughout the show so thank you for joining us tonight in this wee hours of the morning because uh this is just fascinating 
fascinating stuff. Dr. Stephen Greer's Disclosure Project press conference was out today. If you guys haven't seen it, shared it on the CAPS pages, the CAPS um, personal chat, or just because it is, it is out there. And uh, hopefully we don't get blocked or something for sharing the video and audio on this podcast because, you know, this whatever. But I think it's important to get it out. And I think that they'd probably agree enough that if we're sharing information and trying to talk about it and stuff, I think we'd we'd be okay. Yeah, I think so. Of course, I I had to mention that country name, you know. That's all right. I know. I did. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, well, "You can say Toby Keith as much as you want on here." Boy, Toby Keith, I'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Here, I thought you were going to go to Taylor Swift, Barn. Oh yes, country uh, hey. too. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, you gotta go. Gotta go to on here. <laughs> well, that's what happened with that police cam video. They just shook it off. <laughs> Ah, awesome awesome and with that guys i think that's the perfect way to end it with a little taylor swift tonight okay so, um, <laughs> i hope you guys all enjoyed our show i hope maybe you learned something and if you didn't um go check out the the video because it, it's absolutely amazing uh if you're anywhere in the chicagoland area come check us out this uh saturday at the Chicago Paranormal Conference. If you're into shaman and paranormal and stuff, go check out Brandon's show, Shaman Sundays. Brandon, you got anything else coming up you want to promote? Uh, yeah, I will be at the Metacon and at uh, the Kansas City Expo Center uh, July 14th, 15th, and 16th out there with uh, Supernatural Inc. Uh, so that's going to be the, the start of our para, uh, Paracon tour. We'll be all over the U.S. Uh, coming up. And then we have uh, the last week into September, we have a huge um, investigation in Deadwood, South Dakota, that we are selling tickets for. Um, more information to come. Very cool. Awesome. Rez, I will see you Saturday. Yep. <laughs> you got anything else going on that I don't know about? No, not that I have top of my head. Awesome. Yeah. We'll be- just. Mm-hmm. You know, I've uh, got family coming out to Paracon on Saturday to kind of, yeah. since I'm back home, so I've been spreading the word. So hopefully uh you see a little more side of the, the family from the cities. Awesome. Sounds great, man. All right. So uh that's it for this. Rez, thanks for joining me. <laughs> Brandon, thanks for being on the show again tonight. Always a pleasure, man. Look forward to hanging out again. Yeah, brother. Take care, man. Thank you. All right, guys, that is our show for this week. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, make sure you guys go check out all that stuff. Check out Brandon. Check out the Chicago Paracon, and uh, definitely go check out Stephen Greer's disclosure thing. And, uh, you know, keep your eyes peeled and uh, keep your mind open, and we'll see you out there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Whispers from the Dark. To find out more about cryptids, anomalies, and the Paranormal Society, visit us at our website at wisconsincaps.com. That's wisconsincaps.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and our Patreon. 
You will see links to our online store as well, where you can get t-shirts, DVDs, and more. If you click on the Public Events page, you can find out where you can meet us in person and all the public events we have coming up. If you enjoy our podcasts or our YouTube shows, please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wisconsincaps. There you can find behind-the-scenes pictures and videos from all of our media, as well as bonus footage and evidence that we have collected. If you have encountered something you can't explain, we want to hear from you. Visit our website and click on Submit a Report on our main screen. You can choose to leave your contact information or simply remain anonymous. You can also reach us via email at wisconsincaps at gmail.com. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please contact us on our Whispers from the Dark podcast page on Facebook, or send us an email at wisconsincaps.com. Remember to like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen or watch or find us.